podcast with Amanda, Shandy, and Colleen. My name is Colleen. My name is Amanda. And I'm Shandy. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is season seven, episode number 31, episode 301. How's it going? <laughs> Good. Good. It's Wednesday. It's Tuesday, so we're recording Wednesday. Okay, the joke didn't land quite as well as it did in my head. I like it. I do too. Um, Yeah, so we are talking about uh, Netflix's Wednesday this week, and I am I'm excited to talk about it. I I watched it back in like December. I rewatched it over the last literally 24 hours. I am ready to go. Nice, (laughs) really impressive. Very impressive indeed. Yes. Yes. What did you guys think? I loved it. It was so much fun. It was like, it definitely filled that void that we needed after Sabrina. I've uh, been saying Sabrina meets yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was super fun. But like even more satisfying, I think, if that's fair to say. Yes. I feel like. I don't know. Sab- it's hard to be Sabrina the first season. Yeah, the first season that's is fair. I think it, I'm sort of, you know, knowing how Sabrina ended, I think that like really colored it for me. So like, I have a hard time, you know? Yeah. I have a no, hard totally. time like setting that aside and like looking at like the parts of the show I really did like. Agreed. Um, Wednesday was a great story, start to finish. It was such a fun ride. I'm such a fun I'm ride. So I'm so glad we watched it. I, I really enjoyed it. So let me, uh, right before, before we get too far into it, uh, this show will have spoilers. So if you haven't watched Wednesday yet, six thumbs up from Broads here to stop this right now. Go watch the season, the series, season one. You can watch it in 24 hours. I can attest. <laughs> it can be done. It can be done. And then come back and listen. Because it's, it's a fantastic show. Um, it's got it's 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 great it's great, and that is all we will say until here is your spoiler warning. Here we go. Actually, you know what? Um, I don't know if we can do an ad break or not, but um, let's in case we forget to take one later, let's do one here so that way you know if you've hit the ad, we're going to start with spoilers. And if there is no ad, then that means I grossly miscalculated the two-minute rule where I think it can't be more than two, <laughs> less than two minutes after you start. And you live, you learn. All right, here we go. Um, ad slash spoilers, go. All right, that shit was exactly three minutes, and I'm real proud of that. Okay. Nice. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, here we are. Wednesday. Fantastic. The Ricci Sans, the Catherine Zeta Jones Sans is back because she is. Yes. She's in a million things now, too, including uh, National Treasure, the TV series, which I was caught up on and then I totally forgot about it. And then when I was rewatching, I was like, oh shit, I got like three episodes left of that. So, holler. Nice. I was just nice. going to ask, like, what else is Catherine Zeta Jones? <laughs> <laughs> Other than being absolutely gorgeous. Um. <laughs> yeah. She looks great. I I always, even in like eighth grade and like Zorro times, I always had like a small crush on her. I think she's so beautiful. She's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say, so just off the bat, it was really fun to start watching it and get back into that world. Because, you know, Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values, I feel like those are kind of classics of our childhood. They are. They are. So that was fun. But I will say, like, visually, the first thing off the bat, I was like, there's something wrong with Gomez. Like, 
what is with this casting? And I did Google it a lot um, because I remember him being like very attractive in. It was um. Well, it was Raul Julia. Yeah, it was Raul Julia, the stud of the day, (laughs) Puerto Rican stud of the day. So um, I googled it, and I mean, not to like, I'm not trying to judge somebody's appearance, uh, and I think it's it's fine either way. It's just that like once I would like to see a couple where the 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 dude is like. A, uh, a stud and his wife is maybe like less, you know, like you just don't see it the other way around. So that was, that was what led me down that rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. But I learned from the interwebs that actually the casting was much more similar to the original uh, work of Adam's family. That's like more like how they were drawn in the beginning. So apparently like the, the classic, like the T the TV series. Yes. Did you guys watch the TV series when I was on Nick and night? Never. Okay, no. I did. I watching on Nick and Knight, but like not enough maybe to not. Yeah. have like strong memories of it. I just yeah, like remember yeah. that it was part of the Nick at Night lineup sometimes, and we would watch it sometimes. Yeah, yes, I think maybe I think maybe that's where I am. Because the, the the point that like my original answer is no, but then it's like oh maybe, but yeah, not. Okay, because I I definitely did. Um, I I think the monsters were a bigger part of Nick at Night Mm. because it was Monster Monday. Yeah, I would often confuse Adam's family with the monsters, certainly. Which I do believe there's a little bit of a shout out to the monsters in that Christina Ricci's character's, her pseudonym's name is Marilyn. And Marilyn Monster is the normie of the monsters, the blonde one that looks like Marilyn Monroe. No way. Mm Mm-hmm. So I just always assume that they named her character Marilyn because, you know, Marilyn is the beautiful one in the monsters that's considered the freak. And she's the only normie teacher at, at Nevermore. And just her being in the series at all was really, really fun. I loved yeah. that they did that. I feel like that could go either way. I loved it. I loved it, too. I think she was great. The Ricci-sans, I am mm-hmm. all about... <laughs> It was yeah. really interesting to like having seen her in Yellow Jackets very recently to then see her in this. Yes. Yeah. It's like fun to see the evolution of her career and the types of roles that she's taking on at at this at this juncture. And yeah, it's like I think, you know, not to jump ahead, but it's like by the time you do get to the big reveal at the at the end of the the season, it's like, oh right. Oh, right. You don't cast Christina Ricci unless you're really going to give her something meaty to do. Yes. And it's like they. So did you guys um, did you guys guess who the bad guys were at the end? Kind of. Yeah. Not until we got closer to the end. I think I was sort of all in on like the misdirect. Uh, With that, it was Xander. Yeah. With Xander and the. Psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. So like it, until it was like so, they're like, oh, when it got very obvious in like episode seven, it's like, okay, so this this is, is not actually who it is because we wouldn't be revving up to this with an episode to go. Right, okay, right. okay, you got me. <laughs> like, peel back. What's actually happening so? Here? I like always in the back of my head was like, oh, Christina Ricci, because I'm always I'm always on the lookout. Like, why would a big actor take a, a part like that? But I also thought maybe she did it for the nostalgia because right. yeah. why wouldn't you do it for the nostalgia? And that was like my personal red herring. I actually <laughs> did. <laughs> I did think it was the uh, shrink 
from probably episode two. Uh, where I was like, it's got to be here. Because, like, Wendell and Christie's character, it was too obvious. Yeah. Um, why would they give us that reveal at the end of episode two or whatever? Like, so I kept thinking it was her. And then, um, you know, once we had that moment, I was like, oh, shit, maybe he turned on her and she was the bad guy. And then, you know, I just kind of didn't see it all coming. But um, that's what she said. Yeah. But I thought, it, I, applauded, I thought it played out really great. And what I also, like, particularly enjoyed was the first time around I didn't see all of the clues but then when mm. you rewatch it just like flight attendant there yeah. pr- it's pretty obvious like even the way Christina Ricci delivers her lines like you think she's just being campy but she's not <laughs> huh. that's why like I so wanted to go back and watch and see like where where the clues were because I feel like they started it really hard which like walks in and like her red boots are dirty and you're like okay like yeah we're gonna think that she's the bad guy like okay but like it's going in the wrong same thing with with xander in the beginning like okay we get it like you need us to think that this is the bad guy (laughs) and then they start to like just weave the story in such a way that you're like oh well wait maybe maybe xander is the bad guy and he doesn't know he's the bad guy yeah (laughs) because i briefly had that thought too and yeah and they just start to pull you away from christina ricci and sort of push you oh so subtly towards the psychiatrist that you kind of forget about the chris it was just i like i just loved how they set the whole thing yeah well there's that whole sequence in which uh it's not the painted black sequence it's um gosh what's the other song she plays um i'll remember it in a second but like where they're they're doing another montage and she's got like her creepy little like hobby tchotchke things and you're like oh she's weird yeah i was gonna say the taxidermy is fucking creepy as fuck so <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a good trope throwing some taxidermy and you know this is not a right dude yeah yeah but then it's like okay on a scale of like you know beginning middle end when do we see the taxidermy because it's like mm, Chekhov's taxidermy yeah. or is it like hit you over the head with the taxidermy right <laughs> here it wasn't quite Chekhov's ta- uh, taxidermy but it was close <laughs> all the characters are great too which was a thing I think that we all really loved about Sabrina yes, um, yes. we're you know even the the enemies were just frenemies, even in the end. Mm-hmm. And I, I really liked that. I liked that wolfing out was essentially like getting your period, basically. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yes. So fun. So cool. Oh, there was, a, there was a, actually a significant amount of episodes the first time I watched it in which I truly thought that it was Enid who was the bad guy and that she was secretly wolfing out but didn't know it oh and that was my running theory for a while why because so many of the characters had really big eyes yeah so i feel like they were constantly trying to layer in this like just subtle line of suspicion for like everybody like oh well they have big eyes too like maybe it's them it's like at one point daniel's like maybe it's that like driver that you see in the very beginning and the very like first oh, scene yeah. before the hiker gets small like maybe it's that person it's mm-hmm. like okay well we never see them again it's not that person 
but it's like they lay the suspicion like mm -hmm. pretty pretty quick and pretty fast yeah it's like everybody's got big eyes like everybody's got something a little weird like it could be well, anybody they kept showing her claws that that was the only thing she had yeah so that was kind yeah. of i was like oh well maybe yeah. they keep showing that to be like no she can she can shred a bitch <laughs> like <laughs> yeah yeah it's all you need it's all you need and what about brienne of tarth that was a trip she was wonderful. Absolutely I wonderful. Know. Gwendolyn, Gwendolyn Christie. Christie. Love her. It took me like a second. And then I was like, holy shit. She is a tall woman. How how tall is she? She's like over six feet. She has to be. Because she's super tall. But also Jenna Ortega has to be super short. Because yes, basically yes. everyone <laughs> next to her looked very tall. <laughs> she's like, I feel like she's on par with Christina Ricci. And Christina Ricci is not tall. No, Christina Ricci is not tall. Correct. And they found someone yeah. shorter. 6'3". <laughs> uh, wow. Good for her. Very tall. Yeah. She wears it well. Like she's oh, like yes. she does. Oh yes. I do love that like the role she takes now that are these very sort of ultra glam and feminine and it just Yes. I she, thought that it was, just helps yeah. her own her her just presence. I believe it was really it. fun to see her after such like a masculine role in Game of Thrones. It was fun to see that. And I believe she gave an interview um when the show first uh premiered that um, she was a little self-conscious, but excited because it was the first time she actually got to take a role where she felt like beautiful and like feminine Aww. doing. Um, and she was. And she and was. The, I think, um, I mean, the height really like added to her uh, headmistress type, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. role and, and power. And yeah, and, no, she's yeah. great. She was great, and I'm actually very sad that we probably won't get her character back. Yeah. 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 That's actually, I had gotten that piece of it spoiled because I, I saw uh, like an infographic that popped up that um, Angelica Houston is coming, is on board for the next season as the principal. Shut the front door. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, oh, I darn. It's like bittersweet. It's to Weems. I. Did not know this. Yeah, me neither. That's fucking great. And I am yeah. fucking excited. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, it was a, one of those, you're sort of scrolling, wasting time, and then you, like, it was, I was like, oh, gosh darn. This is yeah. very exciting, but also very sad for me. Yeah. Maybe there'll be some flashbacks. Well, Maybe. did that graphic give you, like, do you ever, like, oh, shit, Wendell and Christie must be the murderer? No. It okay. was, like, after the, like, untimely dem demise oh, okay. or like mm. it was just like worded in a way that's like oh she died oh, she but does. it like yeah. gave nothing other than that so it was like okay uh -huh. i'll just have to watch and find out okay yeah. yeah so when that like when this you know when she finally does when she does die it was like okay news was coming but like i didn't know how it was coming so i guess it's right. still exciting and startling but uh. yeah god that entire sentence is a mess that she said next week yeah, <laughs> I didn't know how it was coming, but it was exciting and startling. And you're welcome. <laughs> um, no, yeah, no, she, uh, the casting was just great. I just like with Sabrina, and not to keep going back to that, just like you know the the chemistry and the relationships were just so well written between all of them. Yeah, and yeah. I liked that. So I think what happened with Sabrina and what happened with so many shows after they get their first season is they try to expand and make it so yes. complicated yeah. with 
you know, the relationships. Yes, exactly. Like just (laughs) so complicated. And I liked that what they did was, you know, everybody kind of had a backstory, but it wasn't, it was enough to like appreciate the character, but it wasn't so much so that you were like, wait, wait, what? Yeah. Like, I love the character, um, what's his name? The one that became, um, Enid's boyfriend at the end with the Gorgon. Oh, the Medusa guy? The Medusa guy, yeah, the yeah. Gorgon, or whatever it's yeah. called. Gorgon, yeah. Um, and Bianca's character. I'm sorry, yes. I keep hitting this. Yeah, she's, the eyes still creep me out a little bit, but. <laughs> <laughs> Those blue contacts, man. Blue contacts never oh, look as right. good. As somebody that tried green contacts in, like, eighth grade, Colored contacts never look as good as you think they're going to. <laughs> I did. It was a two-week throwaway pair, and that was the extent of my um, not now, okay, here's brown eyes. Question. <laughs> and this question is for the Real Weird Sisters. Did they hurt your eyes? Me? Yeah, oh. your, your, con- your color contacts. Because Daniel Radcliffe, like the whole thing with him not having the right color eyes, it's like he says that the, the contacts hurt his eyes or something. Well, that's because he was like five when they started. So I could see yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Any contacts would have hurt his eyes. Yeah, anything, any foreign object in a child's <laughs> eyes is going to be uncomfortable. Is there an age limit for contacts? Like I got mine in sixth grade and they that's were... Like 11. Perfect. Yeah. They were not super pleasant uh, in the beginning until you got used to them. Um, they're still not super pleasant, let's be honest. Yeah, but, it still uh, takes me about a half an hour to put in contacts because I do it like once every two or three oh, years. Oh, yeah, that's why. That's yeah. why I just, yeah, yeah. just don't see far away on those those days. <laughs> Can't wear glasses. I just don't see far away. Yeah. My, um, you pay. My, my first um, experience with contacts on my own was much like my first experience trying to do a tampon on my own it was oh, very Lord. it took a, a long time and it was very unpleasant mm-hmm. <laughs> but i got well, there in the you... end everything got into the proper placement <laughs> it doesn't feel any better my mother was in there with me and it was still unpleasant and <laughs> oh didn't really work printer okay <laughs> i was just like <laughs> i was like oh my god what's going on at shanny's house <laughs> the facts <laughs> she's laughing but she's muted <laughs> like do we need to be printing right now when i'm podcasting oh, so. she asks to herself hmm. <laughs> also kind of reminds me of uh sex lives of college girls with uh the printer and and she's like um uses up all the ink from one of the roommates she's like well it was kind of your fault. Like, it's 2023. Why do you even have a printer? Yeah. <laughs> you know, when she said that line, Jay looked at me and was like, yes. And I was like, except you use my printer all the time, so stop it. <laughs> Gosh, okay. What else? What else is there to talk about with this? I loved the friendship um, between yes. Wednesday and Enid. I thought that yeah. was really sweet. I loved yes. the whole running thing with they don't hug, that's kind of their thing, and then after they go through the traumatic experience of fighting off, you know, um, Blackstone and um, the Hyde at the end, they, like, you know, get back together and hug. I thought that was so sweet. Yeah, it was very sweet. I'm always here for, like, strong female characters and female friendships. Yes. yes. Yep. And that's what I, you know, I think that's what we liked about, um, you know, Generally, what we like about shows that we got. Yeah, yeah. 
one and just how authentic they felt. Like even in this, yes. you know, fantastical world that felt like a real authentic teenage girl friendship. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, let's see. And um, Eugene. I also liked the friendship with Eugene. Yes. Oh, yes. That Hummers was so stick together. Yeah. So yeah. wonderful. I'm still not sure what his, like, special skill is. Beekeeping? Right. <laughs> he can control the bees. because yeah, he, he can control the bees. Right. That's yeah. It. Yeah. Because he came, Cause Hummers stick together. He came and he, like, saved her at the end with the, the bees. Yeah. There was, like, a moment where um, what it ended up being Bianca, right, that, like, stabs. She um, stabs him in the back to distract him. But I had a moment where I was like, Eugene! It's going to be Eugene! (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, Bianca. Yeah, no, I'm I'm here for that, too. (laughs) But I was so certain that he was going to fall and we were going to see sweet little Eugene. No, 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 agreed. Um, but then he got the bees at the end. And he got yes. the bees. Yeah, he still so. got his moment. And I will say I'm I'm here for strong female characters, uh, female friendships, but also friendships between men and women or, like, mixed friendships, if you will. Um, yeah. That are platonic. Mm-hmm. and Yes. Just platonic. I love that Gen Z shows are very big on that. Yes. yes. It never turns into a will they, won't they, or friend exactly. zone thing or anything exactly. like that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I really do enjoy that the Gen Z shows, um, you know, are pretty seem, heavy on They that. understand what friendship is. Yes. And, yes. Yes. yeah. Very little competition. Oh, speaking of competition, uh, how great was the whole sequence with the um, the rowing competition? That was pretty intense. What was that it was called? really fun. Yeah. Super fun. Um, I particularly like how they just are all down to sabotage each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything goes. Uh, Thing. Can we talk about Thing? Thing was great. Thing was Thing. my favorite about yeah. the entire series. I, 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 I loved, it. and th- I loved that he was, he's always there for everyone. Especially yeah. like, you know, when. His friendship with Enid was great. And, and when she wolfs out at the end and then he goes and just holds her hand to like let her know she's not alone. Oh. Who was the so, hand so, model? So. Who was the hand model that lucky enough to be Thing? <laughs> I always wonder about like how do, how do they do that? But, I mean, well, and it just like wrote so much character into just a hand. Yeah, yeah. they did a great job. Yeah. You know, a lot of it is also just the characters that are interacting with, you know, the hand. But it just, yeah, it was such a fully fleshed out character. It was just a separate hand. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, I mean, I just, I, th- I yeah, Thing was my favorite character, I think. Other than, obviously, Wednesday. But, like, I just... Genuinely enjoyed it. Um, I yeah. too grieved for Thing. I was like, Fester, you better electrocute him the fucking back to mm-hmm. whatever yeah. pulse he yeah. has. <laughs> I was like, Thing can't die. Yeah. yeah. Well, I also like that it was like a grittier thing. You know, it's like you think about, yeah. you know, maybe yeah. that's yeah. just sort of where we, we've come with, you know, our, you know, ability to create characters and like virtual effects and stuff. But like yeah. you think of like the 90s. Adam's family, and it was just like a nice, soft, supple hand. Very soft, yes. And soft like this is a baby's hand, bottom. 
Yeah, like this hand was like a, like a had some Frankenstein yes, going yes. to with all like the random like uh, stitches and I just I liked that extra like it felt more like agreed which authentic to like I, the Adams family ish. Yes, yeah. I thought it had so too. Seen some things. Some things. Think yeah. you've seen some things. Yeah. yeah. And it's also alluded to that some of it were actually just like, you know, injuries at the hands of the Adams family themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I missed that. There is one with um there's one joke and I caught it the first time around and I did not catch it the second time. But the, the joke is something with like the, the the pinky or one of the fingers getting cut off. And then, like, you can clearly see in the next scene after it's, there's, like, a reference to it that it's been, like, stitched back on. Oh, shit. Oh, no way. Uh, yet another reason to rewatch. Exactly. Yeah. Irregardless of our conversation, I'm just going to have to go back and watch it all again. <laughs> that's that's a fun little bit I totally missed. Yeah, yeah, me too. I will say, though, um, in back in the 90s, I was really, I remember being really impressed with Thing, though, too. Uh, they did a good job with, with Thing, Back in the day. Yeah. Even if it was very different. But, like, for that era. Yeah. Yeah. No, agreed. But this one was definitely, like, stepping it up a notch. I love that, um... Yeah, I just... I love that every... Like, nobody was phased by Thing. Everybody was just like, oh, there's Thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, what do you gotta say? And, like, they picked up on his language pretty quickly. Whether it was sign language or just, like, you know, whatever. When he stole the dress... The, you know, like, 958th reason I would like to know sign language is, like, I wondered if if some of that were, if that was actual ASL a little bit. Some of them. Some of it was. And I, and I don't know. Because I, yeah. I don't know yeah. ASL. I actually learned ASL as a kid. So, um, I still remember certain of the more popular signs and the alphabet, but it was going, it was going actually very quickly for me to, and especially today when I was trying to, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. um, just jot down notes and just get through it. Um, but I mean, they was doing real number, uh, real letters, like A-B-C-D-E-F-G-H-I-J-K-L-N-L-P. I guess I kind of remember the alphabet. We learned that in second grade. That was the extent of our... No, my brain did not have room for that so (laughs) well when I was in second grade our teacher taught us the alphabet and at the same time in the apartment complex where we lived my brother had a friend who was deaf and so I remember like seeing her talk to her mom and being like whoa yeah and then and then always wanting to learn it and never it's never too late you know too late never too late I was thinking about this um prior to oh because of the uh, interpreter at the Super Bowl on Sunday, oh my God, I was thinking she was about, amazing. about this. I hadn't had I haven't uh, had too much time. I've kind of missed this story, but I've watched seen, the like, video. She was into it on my Instagram. She was okay. I mean, if you want to see what bitch better joyful. have my money looks like in sign language, it's just as great as you'd imagine. But I, that's what <laughs> one that I love so much about ASL is that it's like a full body experience. Feels like, yeah, and so. Impressive. Anytime that I've seen, you know, interpreters sign music, it's just like so joyful and so like really adds to the experience. Yeah. She's awesome. Clearly having an awesome time and like a performance unto herself. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That her, she was what was like, man, I should go back and refresh because I did actually, 
I guess I learned it so young. I learned it in, like, kindergarten that, like, I... Did you just learn it in school? No. Um, we used to live... Our, when, we, when I was growing up, I lived in a condominium until I was in third grade, and it was right next to our public library. So we used to take classes and stuff there all the time on the weekends because we could just mm. walk there. And um, uh, sign language, ASL, was one of the classes Sweet. offered. And, um, I love the shit out of that. It was yeah, really cool. Um, like I said, I was... Very young. It was up until then. The reason my fingers crack actually now, my thumbs, this was a thing I discovered in like first or second grade taking the sign language classes. Um, oh. So my fingers were always like my knees. Just use them and you crack too much. Um, <laughs> but we used to do these performances, like these recitals. And I still kind of remember uh, how to do the Heal the World by Michael Jackson. Nice. Um, was we did that we did we did a whole bunch of them obviously we did recitals like once a however long the library course lasted but mm-hmm. yeah anyway it was cool um thing was great uh what's the uh the b dude he was great eugene eugene uncle fester a great uh fred armison yeah. uh cameo yes he was a great he was a good fester I I love uh, Fred Armisen cameo. Like he just like pops up in the weirdest places, and you're like, wait, wait, what? Who? What? You're like hanging in there. Yeah. Oh, there you and are. I, I love what they I love what they did with Uncle Fester in this yeah, one. I, he felt like he felt weirder yeah. and like more criminal, but in like a fun and funny way. In like yes. an interesting way. Not yeah, just... yeah, like him more as his own sort of character and not just, you know, the uncle. But it right. won't. Like less like a plot device and more like a fully yeah. realized. Yeah, 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 like yeah. although his, you know, his character was, it was a short confined yes. to one episode. Uh-huh. Like it just, it felt more like a realized D- yes, person definitely. as opposed to just kind of the butt of the joke. Yes. No, it was great. Um, Yeah, I really liked that. I think that Fester's character is best left for those, like, one or two episodes a season. Mm. Like, I I think it would be overkill if if it was more than that. Yeah. It was, like, the perfect amount. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it was Christopher Lloyd was Uncle Fester in the movies, right? Yes. Oh, shit. Hold on. Let me look it up real quick because I had it. Yeah, that's wild. The movie came out in 1991. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm saying, our childhood. <laughs> okay, yeah, it was Christopher Lloyd. Was That's Uncle pretty Fester. wild. That is yeah. pretty wild. <laughs> oh, my God. But no, I thought that I thought that it was also good because throughout the first, because he's in episode seven, the first six episodes, Wednesday kind of sets him up. Like, I have an uncle that went to jail for that. I have an uncle that used to do that. (laughs) And you're like, you know, so like, it was kind of like personifying him without him even being there. So like, when you got there, we were ready. Yeah. 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 And I did kind of wonder how it was going to work, you know, in the very beginning, when I started watching it, of like, just focusing on Wednesday. Who... Granted, is probably my favorite character in the family, so that's fine. Yeah. But, like, if it's not the whole family, what's that going to be like? And I think they sprinkled in the family, like, just the right amount. Yes. Yeah. I agree. agree. Yeah. It was, like, very very much her story, but, yeah, it was, like, fun. I feel like every time the family dropped in, it was like, oh, right, I, I'm, I'm ready for some Catherine Zeta-Jones to come back. Like, I, yeah, I'm yeah, ready. Yeah. You know, they, it felt... 
like logically placed along like the story, but also along like Wednesday's yeah. journey. Yeah, yeah. You know, like she was sort of ready to have someone start, you know, to guide her through her visions. Mm. And like, it was just like the family sort of dropped in. Um, yes. And I think that, in, like, that meaningful parts of the story. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. I think that that's what actually made the series work more was that mm-hmm. Wednesday's like aura and personality is so different than the rest of her family. And I think it would have been too over the top to have them like, you know, a separate storyline going on with what was going on in the Adams right. house. It's, like, mm-hmm. I think that yeah. would have just been too much, um, mm-hmm. just because they're all such big characters, at least Gomez and Morticia are, and Fester mm-hmm. is too. Um, so I liked just having, you know, Wednesday and Thing being our two main characters, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. representing. Well, um, I like how they sort of set that up too, like, you know, that, like, the parents take up all the oxygen in the room, like, whenever they're yeah. there. And I think that was yeah. really played out in a really interesting and like efficient way so that like when they dropped Wednesday off at school it's like okay like you're sort of shedding shedding this extra thing so there's more room for her character to breathe yes and like, yeah and, yeah gosh wow I didn't even really think about that until yeah. you mentioned it and it felt yeah very, they do take up all the room in the yeah yeah and that felt very organic for mm-hmm. a what 15 year old who is yeah. going to school yeah yeah you know, and coming into her own, which is essentially, you know, what this story was, was like Wednesday's coming of age story, but without yeah. being a coming of age story. Mm-hmm. Right down to Absolutely. her first kiss, being with a murder, a mass murderer. <laughs> yeah, it happens Perfect. to everybody, right? You know? Yeah. She has a type. She has a type. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah, has yeah. a type. Yeah. When I liked the whole, like, Dove Raven thing, I thought that was um, a yes. cool, cool moment and a cool sort of plot point and yeah and i think you know uh cg uh, cgz catherine zeta jones i can't do czj yeah and yeah. is it uh louis luis guzman guzman luis guzman i think they did a fine job portraying the essence of gomez and morticia yes i did yes, yeah definitely. i wonder if we'll get like pugsley transferring Trans, uh, transferring to Evermore at some point. I wonder. I, I could see him. He's, you know, a side enough quiet character that I could see him. Like, your little brother is now joining you here. <laughs> mm-hmm. What about those piranhas? Oh, my God. <laughs> so the first time I watched it, I was not paying attention. And I was just like, I'm sorry, what just happened? And he was, Jay was like, she released piranhas to bite off his testicles. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I think I have to pay attention now. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I, I remember like being a kid, like learning about piranhas. That was like, you know, tales of like crazy lore and, you know, stuff to like keep you up at night. Mm-hmm. And then as an adult, I always sort of wondered if like how much of that is true. And then watching it, I was like, is this what piranhas would actually do if you dropped them in a pool? Or is it just what we all sort of thought of as kids? And I don't know. What, I don't know. Do you guys know? Right. <laughs> well, and would the chlorine of a chlorinated pool fair. kill the piranha? Or. <laughs> That's fair. They, it was a pretty fancy school. So maybe it was um, salt water. Salt water. <laughs> <laughs> an Olympic salt water swimming pool. <laughs> Those rich docks will sell for nothing less. Right. 
Um, oh. Okay, wait. I had to Google it. <laughs> okay. Again, okay. I feel oh, like this is like found. the mythology, right? That we grew up with. I was going to say, please right, don't right, tell right, me, clearly. did you... Wait, can you just tell me your exact search terms? Was it do piranhas eat testicles? Um, it was do piranhas, and then Google suggested eat people, so I just <laughs> Do piranhas eat people? While piranhas have a reputation for being ferocious man-eaters, they rarely attack and hardly ever kill humans. Red-bellied piranhas are the most aggressive and have been known to bite humans in the dry season when food may be scarce, but these attacks are usually not fatal. So, like, probably... I mean, it was like a bunch of, like, rabid piranhas. It's probably not... I think it, I think they were... They were leaning into, like, the mythology of our childhood. Yeah. I don't know if it's specifically of our childhood, but I specifically remember that as a kid, like thinking that that's that if you were ever in water with a piranha, yeah, it would like, yeah, yeah. Well, it was it like just sort of outlandish enough that it really sort of drops you into the story. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, all right. Right. Yeah. Right. This is a Tim Burton thing. Okay. We're here with you now. <laughs> right. Piranhas, we're here. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's that kind of story. Um, I home. do kind of want to Google, though, do piranhas eat testicles? Go for it. I'm surprised that that reference. didn't automatically show up for you because... It I'm, may have, but just it wasn't the first one. The, mm. Yeah, because you know, you know a lot of people Google that after watching Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday was the top most watched show on Netflix. Yep. Piranhas, <laughs> that dance. We're not the first people to wonder this. Um... Also, you can just <laughs> type in do piranhas eat dicks. I'm sure that will bring you to the same same search, same results. That's kind of what I would have thought I would have gone for first. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a National Geographic article from 2013 that says fears of testicle eating fish overblown. <laughs> so. All right. There we go. <laughs> Take all the fun out of it. All the yeah. fun. Um, Only on Wednesday. But uh, yeah, it, I mean, it was effective. Yeah. Amanda, you mm-hmm. mentioned the dance. Oh. We gotta talk about the dance. The dance is fantastic. Yeah, so I, I mean, how could we do about sh- a show about Wednesday and not talk about like the viral moment of our time? <laughs> Lady Gaga is obsessed with the Wednesday dance. Okay, uh, I that think makes just sense. About that every human out. being that breathes mm-hmm. air and <laughs> has a social media account. Um, but no, Gaga did like was all about that shit when it I came really out. feel like that checks out though, like one hundred percent. Oh yeah, like anybody was gonna Gaga be a Wednesday, Wednesday fan, energy. it was good. I feel like yeah, that could have been a chore- like choreography yes. in an, a Lady yes. Gaga video. Exactly. Yes. Um, well, Jenna Ortega actually gave an interview where, or she posted on like Twitter or TikTok or something that she like you know seven, eight, nine years ago was a huge Lady Gaga fan and, like, got to, like, went to a concert and got to, like, meet her and then Gaga didn't know, I don't think she knew who, you know, I don't think she was, like, a, you know, actress or star back then. Mm -hmm. And she's like, and now we've come full circle that she wants to learn my dance. And I thought that was super super cool. (laughs) But you guys know the story behind the dance, right? It was improvised, right? That she came up with it herself? She had COVID and was symptomatic, and they would not let her test until she finished filming it. What? Yeah. Oh, did no, I mean, how I many other people that. did she give COVID to? Because right. I, don't decision. I don't know. I like the dance, but like, damn, that feels like... Is it worth it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was one of the first things... Um, 
and that was one of the, a little the, sick. Yeah, that was one of the first things that they actually the makeup. Yeah, no, that she gave an interview and was like, yeah, I had COVID while we were filming that, you know, I was symptomatic, and uh, I, I got to test at the end of the day, and turns out oh I was god. positive. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh my god. So, you know, COVID protocols don't apply to the stars, I guess. Does it apply to everybody else? <laughs> Tell well, me that you... I was going to say, my, how things have changed since mm. 2020 and right? 2021. <laughs> It's like, tell me that you feel really bad and want to call some people out without telling me you want to call some people out when that's one of your first interviews is to be like, yeah, I love you guys love that dance, but I was fucking sick. (laughs) Um, She's also said just like she had the, you know, very long, like 14 hour days that started at like four in the morning and, you know, was just tough on her because she's, but Anyway, she really isn't just about every scene. I know, because I was actually thinking about that, like, while I was watching it the second time. It was, okay, I know she had COVID, so how many scenes without her in them could they mm. have filmed for that week when she couldn't be on set? Wow. Right. Yeah. Not a whole lot. Okay, so I found online the Lady Gaga story with... so. Gaga was obsessed with the dance. She released a TikTok of her doing it. And then Jenna Ortega said, like, in an interview um, that she used to work with a hairdresser that used to work with Lady Gaga. And she'd seen her in concert in Boston. And the uh, hairdresser, you know, had Gaga send her a video being like, hi, Jenna, I heard you're a fan. It was a sweet video. I doubt she had any idea who I was. Um, but now to see her do the Wednesday dance on TikTok, it's one of those moments that you acknowledge life changes really fast. It's crazy. Mm. Oh, that makes me so happy for her. her. Yeah, no, she's she's fantastic, and um, yeah, she's obviously, yeah. she is Austin. wonderful. She's a great, you know, and like I loved Christina Ricci as Wednesday, and it, it's it, in in the very beginning of the first episode, it was a little bit weird just to see somebody else in that role, but yeah, she's great. I'm mm-hmm. fully on board. The other cello song, speaking of the cello montages were spectacular, but the, so, uh, Paint It Black, obviously always love a good Paint It Black cover. I even like Mm -hmm. the Vanessa Carlton Paint It Black cover, and that's not a great cover, but I still think it's fun. Oh, I didn't know she did one. (laughs) She Mm. totally does. It's from her first album. It's like one of the last songs on it. I don't know about this. It's... What you would imagine Vanessa Carlton doing Painted Black is, but, like, she's so, like, she puts her whole, like, you know, heart into it that you could tell that, like, she just really loved the song and was like, I want this on my album. So, like, I can't hate on it. Anyway. Okay, yeah, fair. It's the same as I feel about any time I hear All Along the Watchtower cover. I generally appreciate them. (laughs) I don't know, because I just like the song. like, do we need one more in the world? (laughs) No, right? (laughs) I, Maybe just, you know, do like the rest of us and just like do it in the shower. You know, just like sing the song in the shower. Like maybe you don't need to put it on an album. When we were in Germany, we were stayed in the castle and the, you know, the the city walls um, started at the castle and they like enclosed the city and there were four different watchtowers. And as I was walking mm. the city, every single time I passed one, I had to sing all along the watchtower. <laughs> and at one point Jay was like, you know, you don't have to sing that every time. And I was like, you know, you don't have to sing Castle on a Hill every time you walk up the fucking hill. Right. Okay. <laughs> like, look, one, we all have our loops. Exactly. There's four of them. So one watchtower, I'm going to do the Marley version. The other one, I'm going to do the Dave Matthews version. The other one, I'm going to do the Bob Dylan version. All right. Look. <laughs> 
I'm going to do the Bear McCreary version another time. Like, it's fine. I'm doing two, four different versions that just happen to sound almost the same. It's great. Mm-hmm. Anytime I'm playing cards, I always sing the Ace of Spades whenever anyone throws that card down. Sometimes I do it in my head to, like, not be annoying. I'm doing it. Exactly. Man, I'm giving Matt so much. That's what she said this week. It's Valentine's I'm, I'm Day. I'm starting to hear myself. Yeah, I'm starting to hear myself. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> probably one Do you want to record that? You want to record that? Record this episode. Line, I can, I'm searching for the line in, in Arrested Development. There's got to be a better way to say that. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of Arrested Development, we got the sad news that it's going off of Netflix soon. Hmm. It will still be yes. on Hulu. Um, still be on Hulu. But and I am you saying that you have the DVDs reminded me that I somehow have the DVDs. Yeah. I'm not sure I have a DVD player, but so we got half the battle. Half the battle. That's true. We have a ton of DVDs, and I don't think we have a way to play any of them anymore, um, so why do we still have them? All? Our DVD player I bought off of Facebook Marketplace after Alex was born when I didn't want to pay for the Beachbody subscription, but I had all the Beachbody DVDs, so I found a DVD for, like, a player for, like, 10 bucks on Marketplace and was like, we're buying this! <laughs> yeah, I get it. Which, now I think you can just get one for 10 bucks at, like, Walmart, but still. Yeah. Um, no, I, yeah, where I am all in to talk about Arrested Development later in the year if you guys want to do that. I know, I know three seasons, 100%, even at 25 minutes each is a lot, <laughs> but I just want you to just know, start it now. I am yeah, here for okay. it. Yeah. And I actually started rewatching season one a little bit ago because I think, I think probably because I got incepted on this podcast. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. And I needed like a funny show to watch and I had been trying to watch Community because everyone says it's good. Oh, it's so it's, good. It's just so meh. Oh no. I a really hard time. It's continuing. not for everybody. It's a weird sense of, in the same way that like arrested development can not necessarily be That's humor true. But, but the Dan Harmon the, so the Dan Harmon right. sense of humor isn't for everyone. It's um. just like, okay, everyone gets it. You're being meta. It's a commentary on TV. You're making references to movies. Oh, I don't know. Jay rewatches uh. it's it's that parks and rec in the office that Jay rewatches all the time. And Parks I, and Rec in the Office, I will get behind No, I I do love community too. I I, I have yeah, a, a, a I just a, I can't like, I'm in the third season and I can't bring myself to slog through it, so I had to switch. Oh, man, that makes me so sad. Because if you're not into it by season three, then you're not going to get into it. No, yeah. by season three. Did you, did you watch season, the paintball episode? The, first, the paintball, the paintball's fun. But it's like, a classic. It's a TV classic. Oh, it's just, it's, it feels very long by the third time you're paintballing. No, it's so good. And then the second, oh. the second paintball episode, I think is a two-parter, but it has um, Sawyer yeah, from Lost on it. two-parter. Do we need... There's a second one, though. It's, like, later on. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Arrested Development, thumbs up. Always thumbs up. Um, There's always money in the banana stand. There's always money in the banana stand. I say it all the time. Sometimes people get it, and sometimes they don't. Sometimes you just have to let the joke just hang there like a fart. (laughs) I I always say it's just a banana, Michael. What could it cost? Ten dollars? Ten (laughs) dollars? 
you buy bananas like every other week. And every time I'm putting them in the thing to weigh them to get the little barcode, I'm like, not $10. <laughs> Six of them for $1.50, baby. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. But uh, cello, that's where we were before. Right, um, painted black. The other song is Nothing Else Matters that she plays. That's right. the one where they're doing like the, the creepy uh, taxidermy tchotchke uh, montage thing. Before they light the um, yeah the statue ablaze. Yes. Um, and I have to say, if there were going to be two songs, they were in a cover on a instrumental, orchestral, you know, Metallica and uh, Rolling Stones. Good artists to go to. Yeah. Yep. I love a like rock song interpreted on a cello. I yeah. I am here for that just just about like every time. Isn't like, that I why just... uh, we love the soundtrack to White Girl movie so much? Because it had it had a lot of like really great like rock songs that were just like toned down. It was a great soundtrack. As instrumental <laughs> on a cello. I, I am just and yeah, toxic. The, 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 yeah, yeah, just the basic B in me will just eat that up every single time it kind of made me want to like learn cello yeah sort of makes me regret the violin and maybe i should have just gone for the cello i still have my violin oh for like a hot minute and not very well i played violin did you play an instrument shandy um i played a baritone when i was in fifth grade because that's one of the ones that was free Mm. and then i went into choir in sixth grade because that was definitely free (laughs) Yeah, sort of, sort of the voice. The only reason I did the violin for as long as I did because a friend's dad had a violin they weren't using and lent it to. Nice. Yeah. Um, I did my little weird that like when you start like the band stuff, it like breaks down along socioeconomic lines. (laughs) Yeah. These kids are too young for this. Come on. It's the same as sports too. Sports are the same thing, and that's all. This is all a whole nother conversation, but yeah. Um, Zachary is in ukulele club now. Oh, that oh, is fun. amazing. They I meet... want, I keep saying I'm going to bust out my ukulele again and oh. pick it back up. Yeah, they meet 8 a.m. on Thursdays, so oh, yeah. super fun. It's such a fun Great. instrument. It's yeah. very portable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have a little yeah. travel one. It's basically like a plastic instrument. So I had <laughs> I gotten Jay um, in, I think it was 2020, I had gotten him a ukulele because that's what he wanted. Um, so Zachary's been practicing... I have this adorable video I'll send it to you guys. It's oh, it's not that long, cool. but it's him singing it like, because uh, they're teaching them like, you know, one, two, three, four at the strings. And he's mm. like, four, four, two, two, three, two, one. And he sings it like in good harmony too. And when he plucked it for the first time, he was like, daddy, this is not in tune. And Jay was like. Oh, snap. Yeah. He was like, it's, yeah. Oh, snap. Speaking of. I loved the the secret snap. Was the oh, the, oh I yeah. loved it every time. Well, it was like they use that in the trailer, and I was like waiting for it to like come back and see how it came into the episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's that's so good. That's so, so good. Yeah. <laughs> I did not. I was actually the first time I watched it. I was trying to. Um, keep like an ear out for more like uh, theme song references after mm. the snap thing. Mm. Um, I did not catch anybody calling her kooky though. And that kind of made me sad. Uh, oh yeah. Missed opportunity. Right. Yeah. Uh, season two. Season two. Yeah. 
Not even on Gold Faster. If they, he's the kooky one. Mm. You know, um, the rest of us have like you know crazy racist uncles that watch Fox News. She has like Uncle Fester, who's just kooky. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, all right. I think that we've covered everything. Shandy, this episode is going to be released on your birthday in ten days. An early yes. slash on time happy birthday. Happy Thank birthday. you. As a side note, I would just remind everyone that I dressed up as Wednesday for Halloween this yes, you last did. year. This is, I feel like this <laughs> is very universe. A witch, a Wednesday, and a murder. <laughs> oh, shit. That actually perfectly describes the first season of Wednesday. Because Goody Adams was a witch. Yeah. Right. Wednesday was her ancestor. Uh-huh. Yes. And there was a murder. And there was a murder. Mm. Oh, that that was a question I wanted to bring up because it's like I do remember watching the movies as a kid, but like you know, yeah. I don't. I don't think I have quite as much um, attachment to them as, as maybe you guys do. Was the like the family heritage as as big of a um, piece of those movies? Like they very clearly drew the line that like the Adams are Mexican, like they are of Mexican descent in this series, and I was like, oh, I. I don't remember that being a thing in the 90s movies. And maybe just because I'm not as familiar was. with them. Yeah. Okay. So I thought that was a nice thing to really just like plant that flag yeah. in the sand. They really leaned into that like this, the Adams family are Hispanic American. Like they are, they are Latin American, you know, and they really yeah. like leaned into that. And I thought that was really cool. Yes. Um, if I remember correctly, and we rewatched... Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values during, like, 2021. Um, so it's been, like, two years. And I watched the TV show, but I was a kid. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. If I remember really, family is a huge, big deal, like, in the movies and the show. But I think it's very, like, nondescript, like, the nationality yeah. of the families. Yeah. Um, but I also love that she... Didn't she speak Spanish at one point where she was telling them... Um, when she's working on the, like, the Goodwill Day or whatever, and she's working in the fudge shop, and she, like, tells all the tourists she was, like, and, and in she Spanish. She was speaking German for that. I think she was, was it German? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she was German, speaking yeah. German for that. Okay, because yeah. I just remember, Which like, the subtitles hilarious. were, like, and, you know, here's where we bought this on the backs of natives and indigenous people and blah, 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 <laughs> like, another yeah. lie about America. And I was, yeah. like, Which is, like, a, a, X, a Gen Z show. to the um, Pilgrims. Like yeah, the play, yeah. the Thanksgiving play. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, her dad's name is Gomez. Right. Like, it's right. not John. So, right, right. Yeah. Well, the, it was the entire, um, what's it called, was uh, written by somebody named Charles Adams. So let's see. Was Charles Adams Mexican? Charles Adams was born in Westfield, New Jersey in 18, I'm sorry, 1912. Let's see. Let let me just do a quick search of. Uh, and isn't that where the Adams family lives? They lives in. They live in New Jersey. I don't I know. There was a reference to New Jersey in the series. Ah. In ah. Wednesday, which is like I was like, oh, is that where the Adams family is from? Is this a was this a thing that was like in the again in the nineties movies? And I just don't remember that like detail. I don't. I mean, if it is, I don't remember either. I don't yeah, either. Just, but it did feel. I mean, it does feel yeah. sort of New England. Well, like Nevermore to, is like in Vermont or something. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, 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 like, I, I got that impression too. It was like Maine, Vermont, some like really fancy 
part of something on the East Coast. It kind of just screamed that to me. Yeah, because I don't know. I don't think Jericho is a is like I think it's a made up town, but like they were referencing other towns that would be that mm. like do that are real. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I also loved. All I mean, sometimes they kind of hit you over the head with it, but like all the references to like the weird things that Wednesday was into or uh, the Edgar mm-hmm. Allan Poe stuff, like the the uh, school dance was called The Raven. Um, yeah. There were some things that I was like, okay, I we, we get it, guys, but I also appreciate it at the same time. I'm here for it. Yeah. Anyway, all right, does anybody else have anything... Um, about Wednesday. Otherwise, we will move into feedback and see what the rest of you had to say. I do have one more question, I realize. Oh, yes. I do, too, actually. I wonder if we have the same question. What is Xavier's power? Other than just being an artist whose, like, artwork comes to life. Like, what is his outcast? uh, I thought he was a seer that... uh, Is he a seer? That, not, like, visions like Wednesday, but a seer that he, like, sees through the painting. That was was what I kind of got. I, I truly had no idea. I'm like, what is it he does here? That was, that was yeah, that he was okay. like a seer of some sort and like came out through the drawings. But that was just, okay. you know, kind of my interpretation. Okay. Um, I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't like, because I feel like all the other characters, it was either explicitly said mm-hmm. or yeah. it was like very clear what it was what like camp within right. the right, outcast right. community right. they fell in. And I feel like it, I, I missed whatever it was that he, he was. So I was just curious. If and it, you know, it, had heard and knew. now I kind of want to rewatch that very first scene where Enid is, uh, introducing everybody to, right. And mm-hmm. you know, she's going around, she's like, and these are the blah, blah, blah. These are the uh-huh. summer, blah, 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 blah. These right. are the outcasts and the outcasts. Shades of clueless. Yeah. Right. So it's like everyone sort of clearly put in their camps. And I was yeah. like, Oh, I missed what one Xavier was. Which and maybe that was intentional because it helps you believe that he could be the hide and like that's his thing and like yeah. that's mm-hmm. the monster the, like the camp that he falls into. But the hide has been in other supernatural shows. Oh, has it? For like, sure. I've never heard of it before. But like, I, I, I certainly understand like the whole like Jekyll and Jekyll and Hyde sort uh-huh. of like uh, relation. I, like, like I get I, it. I I've never heard of it before. I'm blanking now, but, like, 100%, I watch all those types of shows, like, even the CW mm. ones, and I am 1,000% positive. I know if Matt was here, he would tell me right away. I don't know if it was, like, Supernatural itself or Nancy Drew, but, like, there's there's definitely been definitely been a TV show, probably a CW show that I've watched, where the Hyde ended up being a character that, you know, was, like, a surprise, like, villain at the end. And it's driving me nuts now I can't remember. But, like, yeah, that's definitely not, like, something that was made up for this show. Is it, I mean, is it part of Greek mythology? That's, like, when up. No, it's definitely not. It's definitely not part of Greek mythology. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, it's definitely not, it's, it's definitely not, like, exclusive to that. But, like, Jekyll and Hyde comes from the, um, the book. And that's not Greek mythology. Right, no, but it could be. But I mean, by. that could be exactly. It's like who comes from what. Oh, yeah, if you look up Hyde. Hyde is also a uh, Japanese musician. Oh, nice. That's the first thing that pops up when I Google it. 
He is in the League of Ext- uh, the Van Helsing League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Um, uh, so that character is in that. But I know it's got to be a TV. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is. It's from a 2015 uh, episode of Supernatural. So there we go. Okay. Anyway. All right. Um, cool. Uh, getting back to it. Um, okay. Um, my, my last question that I had actually was the very end monologue that Wednesday gives. She says that there are threads, uh, not tied up and questions unanswered. And perhaps that's, you know, for another season, essentially. Um, Mm -hmm. and we get the title card. Then we see that, um, you know, what's his face break goes full hide in the ambulance and, it goes blank, and then the, the title card says there'll be a season two. So what threads are not tied up, and what questions were unanswered <laughs> that you mm. can think of off the top of your head? Questions that we will pose in the second season that in the weren't second necessarily season. <laughs> left unanswered, that we didn't necessarily uh, talk about in season one. Yeah, I mean, it was all pretty much tied up, right? It's a well, good point. Sort of I'm here for it, but... How... Um, Christina Ritchie's character survived. Like, you know, it's like, yeah. did she fake her own death? Like, what what happened there? Yeah. Because, you know, they say, like, they never recovered the body, like, but yada, yada, yada. So, like, what happened to her? Yeah. What's going to happen to Ty- Tyler the Hyde? You know, it sort of does, like, he does sort of lay that track that, like, he, he like, enjoys this about himself. Yeah. That, like, he is aware he has become like aware when he is in hide mode. So like how much is he um, tethered to Christina Ritchie's like control over him and like mm-hmm. how much he's autonomous. We also, uh, yeah. Uh, the Bianca storyline with her mom. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's, fair. yeah. Yeah. That's uh, not really tied up. Um, that's not really tied up at all. No, not at all. Um, let's see what else. Um, even the the storyline from the past of uh, what's the principal's name? Weaves, Weems, the principal Weems is uh, her history with Morticia and Gomez. Like it's alleged, mm-hmm. it's um, alluded to several times, but like we don't even really fully find out that. So you know, I as much as I would like to, I would like to see them go a different direction in season two because I feel like everything was pretty well wrapped up in one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, I I feel like there will be a different, like big bad and like a different mystery to solve. Yes. I would imagine. Yes. All right, let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we have uh, some feedback about the episode, and um, then we'll again wish Shandy happy birthday. So uh, here you go. All right, we're back. We're ready to get into some feedback. Um, our first feedback is um, from Matt, and it is uh, about Wednesday. It is indeed. Hey, Broads. Well, we were pretty much in lockstep with T-S-L-O-C-G. Sex Lives of College Girls. Thank you. The Sex Lives of College Girls. Yep. Took me a minute to realize what that, yeah, how spelling works. But T-Sloth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can see why they don't use that. It's twice. It's German. <laughs> German. <laughs> Where college is free. <laughs> That's a whole different show. And nobody works different. on Sunday. Yep. Totally different show. Uh, well, we were pretty much in lockstep with Sex Life of College Girl last month outside of the video game thing. So let's see if we repeat. Let's see. 
I have a feeling will mostly repeat. All right, let's here we challenge go. accepted. Exactly. I checked out Wednesday shortly after it came out because it had all that hype that apparently everyone watched it and also being a fan of the Adams family since I was a kid. So far Ultimately, so good. So far so good. Ultimately, it was a pretty fun show, although I think maybe a little overpraised. Still good, <laughs> don't get me wrong. And anything to add to the Ricci sense. Yes. Uh, Jenna Ortega is really good as the eponymous character. She's been a solid actress going back to when she played young Jane on Jane the Virgin. No way. Oh. I see it now. now. (laughs) It's not an easy character to write or pull off, and she and the writers do. Agreed. Pull it off, that is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, this show now has baggage since Percy Hines White. What? Is that how we want to say that name? Hines? Yes. Uh, that would get uh, has been accused of sexual assault. Highlighted the name. I think we're both Googling it at the moment. <laughs> yep. Yep. Hold for Google. Hold for Google. <laughs> oh, please be the guy that's the murderer, not the one that's the cute love interest. Oh no, it's Xander! Oh, <gasps> of course. No. Xavier, sorry, Xavier, Xavier. Oh no! Uh, the story seemed to go away pretty quick, so I guess we'll see if he sticks around or if they poochie him. I don't get that reference. Poochie? Hold on. Let me go back to Poochie. Poochie. Okay, Google that one too, guys. Yeah. Um, Hold real for quick Google. though. Hold for Google while we're doing that. Um, that guy looked like somebody, uh, other than Brian Mangan, who Amanda and I only know. But who else did he look like? Xavier? Yeah, like, he looked like Brian Mangum, but, like, he also looked like another famous person, right? I don't know if he looked like Brian Mangan. Young Brian Mangum when we went to college? I mean, I guess now that you say it, but that was not, like, watching it. I wasn't like, oh, that's Brian Mangan. I I was. <laughs> but he does look, there is something for, yeah. There is something familiar about him, but I, I, I agree. I can't I can't place the why. Very um, familiar. Have we figured out have we figured out what Poochie is? Um I'm I've got Poochie, the itchy and scratchy show. From like nineteen eighty four. The Simpsons. I don't know. Poochie is very this is Simpsons, yes. Anyway. Simpsons. Air date was February 9th. 1997. Happy birthday, Alex. 21 years before you were born. Holy shit. Old. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Did that math real quick. (laughs) They don't always hit everybody. Anyway. All right. Anyway. (laughs) Nevertheless, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Uh, If this wasn't mentioned, sorry for being a buzzkill. Well, you did kind of just derail the whole show. Like, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Just a Google kill. (laughs) Yeah, it's a Google kill. We Uh, needed to know. We did need to know. Yeah. Uh, That Wednesday dance was pretty cool, huh? It was indeed. And it introduced a new generation to the cramps. That Mm. was a great song. It also introduced me to that song. I didn't know it previously. Um, All that to say... From Matt. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
Um, so well, I think we're still kind of we're still pretty much on the same page ex- with, the, with like a little divergent on some of the nuance, but we're pretty much yeah. yeah yeah we're basically there yeah cool all right all right thank you Matt appreciated the next bit of feedback is uh. Now we're moving off of the Wednesday feedback, and it's from Jessica, and she says, For me, when I get a haircut, I don't wash it for a day or two. Whenever I go get my hair done, my stylist loves to curl my hair, and when she does, it stays. When I curl my hair, I can't get... When I curl my hair, I can't get it to stay, so it's a nice treat. Well, there you go. Nice. There you go. All right, then we are going to finish up real quick with um, two voicemails. It's actually like one and one-eighth voicemail from Maggie. Um, <laughs> I don't believe that this is Wednesday related. Uh, so here we go. Hey, Amanda, Shandy, and Colleen, it's Maggie. Um, mm? Colleen, happy February. Happy birthday, Colleen, later this week. As you listen to this, it's already passed by the time everybody else has listened to this, but happy birthday. Um, I'm not sure where January went, but I'm glad it's February. Um, so you guys were talking about um, fraternities and sororities with talking about the sex lives of college girls, which I haven't watched, but I do want to, um, even though I've listened to the spoilers, but I'll end up forgetting character names anyway. Um, and you guys were talking about fraternities and sororities, and I was in a co-ed service fraternity, so the whole goal was you had to get service hours. So it was a little less, um, a little less like the frats because it was, co-ed and um, frats and sororities. So, I mean, we didn't have a house or anything. I mean, we did have tractor where we met once a a week. I think it was once a week. And um, and and then we'd go out to drink afterwards. Um, But my favorite one was always drunk chapter. Once, it was usually the end of the year, there was a chapter, there was the meeting where everyone was drunk. And we used to yell. There was this thing we would yell. Um, you'd start singing, skip around the room, skip around the room. We won't shut up until you skip around the room. And then whoever was speaking had to, like, skip around the room. Um, so, yeah, it was it was pretty fun. <laughs> um, so I enjoyed being a part of that. Um, also talking about, like, parties and stuff. I went to a porn party in college as well. It was not associated with a frat or sorority. I really don't remember how I got invited to this, but definitely went. Um, very interesting. Only did it once. Um, kind of an interesting experience. So, um, college, college man. Woo! Lots of fun, lots of things um, happen in college. Um, so thank you for those college memories. I appreciate it. Um, oh, Colleen, you mentioned something about wanting to binge the last of us or wait till there's a few more episodes. I totally get that, but there is also something really fun about watching a show and having a week to think about it and yeah. listen to podcasts yeah. about it. Like three, four, five, five podcasts I listen to about the last of us in the week. And it's just, I really like it. It reminds me of lost. Um, you know, I, every time I find a podcast about a show, I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm like, Oh yeah, this is what I do. I did it with Lost. I did it, you know, done it with many other shows. So, um, but I, so I like, I like the waiting sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it's annoying. Oh, hold please. New voicemail for Maggie. Part two. Go. 
Hi, it's me again. I swear I was almost done. I need like a five second, like, girl, almost done. Wrap it up, Maggie. Sorry for the rambling. Um, <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there, Maggie. Yes, we need an orchestra. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just totally kidding. <laughs> I know you will be very upset if I do not say goodbye. So I have to call back to say goodbye. So I will try to stop by the live show tonight. Not sure I can say the whole time, um, but we'll see. So I will talk to you ladies soon. Goodbye. Bye-bye. You know, Maggie does have a point about sometimes, you know, the pleasure of watching a show weekly and then listening to the various podcasts in between. Like, yeah. you know, that's like for like Survivor and like Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon, those kinds of shows. Like, I definitely have a couple of podcasts lined up for the week in between. And it, yeah, it is that it makes the pleasure last longer if you will and that's what she said draws it out yeah <laughs> tantric tv watching no no i totally get it too um yeah. no me too it, yeah i just i've gotten very spoiled where well, i mean like, we all have we've you know it's, yeah it's yeah. just the nature of how you yeah. know just the way we consume content i can't even really call it television anymore yeah. it's like yeah. the way we Extended movies. Yeah, Yeah. serialized storytelling. It's just, it's changing. Yeah, but I do, I actually, I do miss the, like, the the same, like, thrill that you got, you get from Survivor, like, speculating what's going to happen this week, Mm -hmm. like, next week. I just, I I guess I do kind of miss that, but, you know, at the same time, when things come out, like, you know, weekly or whatever in one of the streaming services, I have control over when the start date is for me. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway, oh my God, uh, Maggie also mentioned like stuff that you did in college. Amanda, what was the the uh, the thing that we did at the end of the year for Micta with the the giant like bowl full of stuff oh, with like the gummy the yuck worms? Party. The yuck party, yes. That reminded me of the yuck party. The yuck party was yeah. always so much fun. I only ever went to like one. I think I don't think I was like enough of a member of the. Of like the club to go as like a underclassman. I think it was actually only seniors. No, because Matt Matt uh, Matt A. Yeah, yeah. Hosted it. Uh, the, yeah. So I must have gone to two, because he was a year behind us. But the one yeah. year that we did that, we I believe we also did a lost viewing party, and that's why that reminded me of this whole thing. Ah, <laughs> oh. oh, good times, good times back in the the days where. Uh, Jay was just a podcaster to me, and I had no idea who he was. That's so wild. <laughs> it is wild to think about those so days, wild. actually. What well, is crazy that, like, in college, you were you were listening to the podcast at the time? <gasps> I did, um, mm. but my first lost podcast experience was actually uh, Ryan and Jen. Uh, Jen, rest in peace. Who passed away um, August twenty twenty one. They were, like, the biggest ones for a hot minute, and then they decided that, uh, you know, they were going to step back and not do it, and they made some recommendations, and one of theirs was Jay and Jack, and Hmm. I was like, all right, I'll give them a try, and then I was like, this voice sounds like my soulmate. Not really, but... (laughs) (laughs) Your uh, 18-year-old, no, your 20-year-old self was like, "Mm." I can write my story any way I want to now. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. All the flourishes you just wow. 
take that pen and color on whatever wall you see fit. I think I was mainly like, why is this kid not letting his dad make fun of him all the time? All right, I'll keep listening. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. All right. As they say. It's history. (laughs) Or... As we say, her story. Her story. <laughs> <laughs> so clever. All right, everyone. On that note, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you ever des- uh, decide, uh, if we ever figure out who Poochie is, <laughs> let us know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all know Matt's going to Matt's win it to us next week, so it'll be fine. <laughs> Exactly. Thank you in advance. (laughs) Thank you in advance. Yes. Um, Again, happy birthday, Shandy. Welcome to the 39 Club. Hey, last year of our 30s, bitches. It's starting now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, And have a wonderful uh, birthday trip. We will be back. Um, we'll be back. Our next time that we're recording is actually Thursday, March 2nd, which will be the day after uh, Survivor premieres. So, uh, Jamie, I I think, Jamie, (laughs) Jack, and I will be talking about Survivor, uh, on the 1st, so that will come out then. Um, the next, uh, you know, topical show that we do here is going to be on March, we're going to be recording it March 14th, and that will be Now and Then and Stand By Me with a maybe bonus of Casper. We never really landed on that because I said that we were, a couple of weeks ago, I said that we were going to let everybody vote on it, and then I totally freaking forgot because, (laughs) you know, three glasses of champagne will do that to you. Um, I think at the brunch, though, we we did land on just sticking with Stand By Me. Even though I always vote for Casper, but I'm cool with. Well, I had cool this idea. That. It can also just be like extra credit. Yeah, exactly, extra credit. Great. Right? Okay. Yeah, if we get to it, cool. If not, uh, just, uh, extra Whatever. credit. We tried. We tried. Okay. Extra Casper, if you will. Um, you see. <laughs> um, <laughs> I also had this idea that like maybe we each pick at some point, you know, like August, September, October, our favorite like old school movies and like talk about it because I would I really really want to talk about First Wives Club I think that that would be so much fun and I've never seen it oh which is why I think it's going to be so much fun (laughs) yeah I was literally going to say oh it holds up and I was like oh I haven't probably watched it in 10 years it might not hold up huh I wonder yeah I'm on board for this I was thinking, like, okay, what movies could we each pick, like, from that era where we could just do the First Wives Club? Because, again, it's it's a very fun movie, but I don't know if it holds up. I think it does, but I don't know. There's a lot that we'll I need to out. work out from we'll, watching we'll it as a child that I feel like we could talk through, and it would be very therapeutic for me. Like, I was a grown-up person before I understood that the joke about Jessica, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's character being a 12-year-old was actually just a joke, and not that she was actually portraying a 12-year-old. <laughs> mm. Shady, you'll get it I'll when you see I'll understand that soon enough. <laughs> I'll also be an adult when I learn that joke. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it, 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 I love that in common. It, it, it probably will land very poorly as in, for a grown-up person to watch mm. it. A grown-up woman to watch it, rather. I don't yeah, know. first time. 
Anyway, on that note, thank you everybody for listening. We appreciate it. Um, thank you to the patrons, especially the ones that contribute to a certain level, and that'd be Eckhart Wigner, Maggie the Magnificent, Joanne with the Plan, and Ed the Creepy Poopy Head Mailman. Uh, give a listen to the other shows on the network, and that would be Rumblecast After Dark, Survivor JJC, uh, If Amazing Race is Back, Amazing Race with Jack and Cindy. I have no idea what's going to happen two weeks from now, but, like, maybe it'll be back. Um, and, yeah, um, if you have any feedback, thebroadcasters3 at gmail.com, or you can give us a call like Maggie did, uh, 331-276-2373. Does anybody have anything else? Nope. No. All right. We'll see you. We'll see you next week. Um, on that note, my name is Colleen. My name is Amanda. And I'm Shandy. Peace out, everybody. Bye. Bye.